Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. We are broadcasting from Insights, which is a Ceridian Day Force user conference. It's at the Win. It's a wonderful conference. And when I say Ceridian Day Force, Ceridian is becoming Day Force in January. So they're rebranding and the logo looks wonderful. And there's a lot of energy here in the expo room. And I'm going to get into an interview right now. So why don't we do this? Kevin, do us a favor, the audience a favor, me a favor, and introduce yourself and your company. You bet, William. So name's Kevin Kozer. I'm a vice president of Global uh, HCM Solutions. Uh, we're a company we've been around. Uh, Spencer Thomas Group has been, uh, we're celebrating our 25th year this year. Uh, our entire focus is HR and payroll solutions, uh, mostly at a global level. We're a very large organization globally operating in more than 85 countries. I got 400 some consultants around the world just helping helping companies implement and support their HR payroll systems. Ceridian for years did great work in the kind of the four walls of uh, North America, let's say. But um, I've heard of just a recent uptick of of movement outside of, uh, and a lot of people talking about Ceridian more outside the United States. What do you, what do you see? So it's interesting. So I started my career in, SA, in SAP. I was yeah. actually part of the first go live in SAP. Oh my goodness! Uh, in the U.S. back in '96 with yeah. American Airlines, I was yeah. on that uh, on that team. Spent some time in and, Dallas. Oh, a lot of time in Tulsa, a lot of time in Dallas. You better believe it. I tell you. Um, I ended up actually teaching SAP payroll for two years for SAP. I was you know working for American at the time, but uh, getting into a space of something I knew nothing about coming out of college, man, right. I didn't know payroll yeah. and I didn't know SAP, but here I am teaching these classes to people. <laughs> right. Um, and I was in that ecosystem for a long time, uh, many years competing against the Ceridians and competing against right. the Oracles and, right. uh, ultimate at the time, UKG yeah. now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but about eight years ago, I got out of the ecosystem, uh, to focus on system agnostic work and right. vendor agnostic work, right. which is really what Spencer Thomas does. Right. Uh, we work with virtually any HR payroll system out there, all the, all the vendors more on the client side, right. right? Helping our, helping our clients make the right decision on vendor analysis and things right. of that nature. Uh, and I started seeing an uptick in Ceridian. Yep. Uh, they won one of my, it was actually my second vendor analysis. Uh, it was a global, uh, uh, global solution for HCM and payroll. Um, and I just, you know, the day four system itself, uh, is really mature, especially at the HCM, you know, at the HCM level, right? They do have the native payroll, uh, us and Canada and right. a couple others out there. Um, but it's been an interesting thing for me to see over the last, I'd say probably three or four, four, maybe even five years there, the offering of global payroll yep. that what they've been doing, uh, you know, they have their native countries, which right. is a pretty decent list. Right. Uh, right. they also have, you know, the ICP model where they have got their partners, right. uh, everywhere. Uh, so it was interesting. I was doing an analysis last year for a, a company, manufacturing company out of California, 20 plus countries, you know, thousands of employees, uh, worldwide. And I was running a global payroll analysis for them, vendor selection and all that. Right. And certain, you know, treating at the time, day force now did a phenomenal job in my RFP and, you know, the questions and answers and really got the attention of my client. Uh, we got to the demo stage and they just knocked it out of the park. They did incredible. So much so. It's that, says something because you've, you've seen a lot of these things. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. since 96, man. So I, <laughs> I've, I've been there, right. Um, I judge people by the, the, the version of PeopleSoft that they know. So <laughs> there you go. SAP is the same yeah. thing. And don't get me started on that because no, no. the whole Dave Duffield, you know, migration, I know it very well. Right? Yes, you do. Yes, um, you do. 
But what was, what was interesting is they were so enamored by what Dayforce can do on the global payroll level. I was supposed to run a vendor analysis for them on their HCM side six months later. Instead, I went to the, the leadership team and I said, you know, guys, there is an opportunity here that we can bring yeah. Dayforce HCM into play, global into yep. play. Yep. And now we really, truly have one solution. And, you know, by the way, the Dayforce HCM is, is pretty darn good. So, you know, my recommendation, industry leader, you bring me in to help you. I'm telling you, you can't go wrong with this. And that's exactly what happened. So just over, you know, just over a year ago, we, you know, or less than that now, we started the implementation for, for this release of, of Dayforce across the globe. That is fantastic. Now, for a lot of people, they don't know how global payroll works. And years ago, this is probably a decade ago now, when I was studying global payroll, I found out that, that no two, at that time, there wasn't as many players, but at that time, there was no two models that were the same. So I won't say any of the company names because that's not really important, but every model was essentially different. Now, how is that, first of all, how has that evolved just in the time that you've been studying it as well? Because you saw some of the same stuff. How is it today? How is global payroll today? So I, what I'm seeing is a lot more consistency in offerings. I'm also seeing a lot less development in new payroll solutions, right? So the vendors that are out there, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, but the vendors that are out there, the main players are not going to focus on R and D for a new payroll solution internally, right? They're just going to, they're right. going to rely on their partners. Right. But the good thing is there's now, there are central components such as the Dayforce interface, right. right? That can bring the single, you know, the single user experience and take it to a global level. And that's not a bad thing because it doesn't have to be the same solution, the same operations in each country because right. Brazil is a hell of a lot different than France and is right. much more different than, That's right. you know, Mexico. Yeah. So as long as you've got those local payroll teams and those local payroll uh, partners that understand the rules, the regulations, the compliance, the taxation, the, the that's right. you know, that's what's most important. Um, I do a lot of HCM stuff. Uh, and as cool as, you know, a lot of the, the talent management stuff from the employee engagement right. and all that stuff, uh, onboarding, all these things that matter. Health and safety is becoming big, you know, yep. if you don't pay your people correctly, none of it matters. hundred percent. So that's the most important employee engagement thing that the company needs to do is make sure that they're paying their people correctly. It, it and is, you can't have the span globally to, to do that from a central location. I've said that for years that you can, you can screw up almost anything in HR as a CHRO. You can make a mistake in leadership development, let's say, or in succession. You can make a mistake somewhere. You can't make a mistake in payroll, or, and I should say it this way. Mistakes are going to happen. I mean, you know, somebody entered a, run, a number wrong or somebody's got their social security number wrong, whatever. Like that stuff happens. It's the consistency. Yeah, that's exactly People's right. People's got to trust it. I can't remember the exact number, so don't quote me on this, although the word I've right? But I read, I read uh, recently something along the lines that if you screw up, if you mess up someone's paycheck twice, not two times in a row, but twice, there is now almost a 50% chance that they are going to have and be looking for another job. You broke the trust. Yeah. You broke the trust. And you can't. One time's a mistake. Everyone can trust, you know, like, okay, I forgive you. You made a mistake. We got it reconciled. Okay. No worries. Tice, there's a, there's a problem. Absolutely. Something's right. Another thing I've seen over the years, especially, is the movement from, and I, I had to deal with this when I first started this industry, right? Is payroll an HR function of or finance. is it a finance? Yeah, yeah. So and I, I made was, this argument both, been, both ways. It's been 50% kind of across the board, but I'm, the, the trend is it's moving much, much, much towards HR because 
you're affecting your employees. That's right. And employees aren't AP vendors. That's right. That's right. 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 If you, you pay them 30 days late, eh, you know, you, you deal with that. You pay an employee a yeah. day late. You don't, you don't sign up employees on net terms for, <laughs> for payment, right? <laughs> That's what, so what do we, uh, what do you want to get out of insights? Why are you here? You know, I'm, I'm, you I'm, could be anywhere. Come I, on now. I could be. And you know, there's another conference going on next. I'm at, I'm at HR tech oh, next yeah, week. Me too. This, to be honest, in my, in my world, my industry now, the, these, this is my education. Right. You know, I don't, I'm not a certified payroll professional, so right. I don't need to keep up licenses. I don't need to keep up. What I do is know what the solutions are as much as I possibly can so that I can add value to the customers that come to me because they are like, we've got this 20 year old system and yep. we don't know what to do. We don't know what's out there. And that's, the main reason I'm here now, Spencer Thomas is a, a recent, uh, partner with, right. uh, with, with Ceridian now Dayforce, yep. right? So we're excited about that and, get, you know, getting closer involved. And so getting those right connections and understanding, but I'm here to learn more about this solution, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm running a vendor analysis right now out for a company out of Wisconsin. And, um, you know, they're relying on me to come back and tell them kind of, you know, some of the things I've seen here. And so, so a couple of things I want to ask you about the work that you do. And so far, what I've heard in, correct me where I'm wrong, vendor selection, helping people understand the landscape and kind of bringing to bear, okay, there's 28,000 different HR products out there. Let's make sense of the world. Which ones make sense for you? Okay. So that's selection-ish. The other is maybe an audit of what they have or what they're trying mm -hmm. to do, kind of understanding where they want to go business outcomes wise, but also Y'all down, y'all get into implementation too. You get your hands, you get your hands in the implementation yeah, as well. And some, so Spencer Thomas is unique and in, in the majority of our focus is client side. Right. Right. And here's what clients don't realize. And, and Ceridian, you know, is doing a much better job than they used to. Right. The other vendors, to be honest, a lot of them are not doing this. Right. But the client goes through this process. They select a, a vendor and they don't realize what they have to do to prepare for that project. <laughs> right. And so part of our model is we go in, we lead the, you know, we lead the RFP, we go through, we help them on the contract. You know, I'm not a lawyer, yeah, but I know yeah, what to do on the yeah, contract yeah. side, but then it's also resource planning and making sure that the client knows what the heck they're about to get into for the next 12 to 18 months. Because I tell every one of my clients, you know, the software is going to do what you all, right. I guarantee you, yeah. no matter where we pick it, no matter what we do, the software is going to be fine. Every single vendor, every company out there has bad stories. Right. They also have great stories. That's right. why we're, that's why Dayforce is just taking off, right? They've got great, great stories. But anytime there's a bad story, it's not the software. It's right. the implementation. 100%. Period in the story. So we, we hit that early on. Uh, we implement. Do you do kind of like a driver passenger where you help them or help the team that's kind of, or do you augment the team or lead the team? No, that's, <laughs> it, it really depends on the situation. Right. So part of, part of our offering, part of what I do is now that I got the vendor, now that I got their implementation methodology, mm -hmm. I got the phases, I got my timeline, right. I put together that list of what they're going to need internally. And then I heat map, you know, per month, what we're going to, you know, what they need to do to be successful. And then Spencer Thomas just fills the gaps. Right. Like, like I said, we got 25 years of, of history in this and we've got, you, you, you uh, know, where some of the bodies are buried. We've got great bodies out there throughout the globe. So if there is a need for a project manager or a right. test lead or a you know, a, a, a backfill for payroll, you know, during testing or whatever, that, that's where we come in and, and fill those gaps to make sure that the, the client at least has done what they need to do, everything they can do to be successful. What's, what's the ecosystem look like for you in terms of seeing what Dayforce has done and kind of what they've built around them in terms of some of the products that maybe they don't focus on as much, but 
integrate with, with, uh, with the suite? I th- yeah, I think overall there's, you know, there, there are a handful and I literally mean that of, of companies that can really do right. most, if not everything that we're trying to do. Right. There's always outliers, right? 100%. Um, but Sridhar, yeah, you know, Dayforce has become, it's just, it's a really strong system, man. They're doing great with, you know, in, in my engagements. I, I love the, inter- I, I just, lo- I love what they're doing. What I see mostly, and this isn't just with them, but what I see is a lot of the AI. Now, right. the continuous payroll thing that they've got going right. is pretty damn cool. I mean, yeah. that's like, that's a really, for that's a payroll really guy cool. like me, I think that that's certainly a differentiator yep. of, of their product. And wallet, of our, wallets for yeah. certain customers. Wallet's a great product. That's, a, oh, I got stories on, on like literally life-changing things for people because they have a system that allows them to do that and do that for their employees. And they don't charge for it. It's the craziest thing in the world, which is, I I mean, it's it's great. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Really most of the things I see of, of integration are bolt-ons around like, okay. So the continuous payroll, that's a machine learning AI thing that's been developed, which is super, super cool. But really when you get into the recruiting and applicant side with the chat bots and you know, those, those Ceridian partners or other partners that can put in something that it's actually searching for the applicant, finds the applicant, communicates with the applicant through a chatbot, and all of a sudden you have an interview scheduled with the hiring manager and not one person has even touched it right. other than the applicant themselves. That's right. Those are the things I see are kind of those outside the box complementary tools that, um, you know, that are available and they, you know, that's why they have the, the partners that they do. That's, I, that's the one thing I'm seeing more than anything. I love it because it seems like they're working together. What I talked to the vid recruiter to guy today uh, about is they're developing based on their roadmap is being developed based on what Ceridian is not doing. Yeah. So like they're talking, their product people are talking and going, we don't want to build anything that you have. If you're going to build it, okay, we will build it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I like that because it's like, there's a coordination between the two. Well, the thing I love about this now is it used to be, you know, this company was best to breed in talent. This company was best to breed in payroll. This was best to breed in time. And now we've got all these major components that we've brought in and they can focus on not having to develop this kind of stuff. And again, most of the AI and stuff I'm seeing is, is in that recruiting in the recruiting space, right? But if you could do that, I mean, it, it, it still becomes one system. I mean, because of this intelligence behind the scenes and the machine stuff. So the beauty of the integration. So so those bolt-ons. I'm totally happy with, Me and too. I completely encourage my clients to take advantage of these things. Cause you know what happens? CHRO comes in, she's like, oh, or he or she, I want everything in one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we, we can do that. But there's a lot of really cool stuff. We want to start talking about efficiencies and, right. and, and market stuff. Um, what they're saying, but those are good. What, what they're saying, cause in the spring, I went to four technology conferences. So Sherm Tech, uh, Transform, Unleash, and then uh, Sherm Talent. And by and large, when I was talking to practitioners, one of the things I got is I want less tech. And I, and I dig into it. I'm like, you're at a technology conference. Uh, let's, let's dig into this. And they're like, yeah. well, really what I want is I just, I want more tech. I just want it more centralized. Yeah. They don't want less tech. They want more, they want more of the features and functionality. They just want it in less disparate places. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And efficiencies. Again, this, this client of mine in, in, in Wisconsin doing the discovery for the RFP and everything. 90% of what they're doing is manual. Right. 90% of this. Oh thing. my goodness. And for someone like me, I'm it's like a life changing store. I'm like, this guys, you have no idea, no matter where we go or what we do. Oh my goodness. Um, and Ceridian is going to be a part of it. In fact, they already are. I've, we're going to get you know, off post-it notes. 
So it's, uh, and, and that's a fun thing for me is to, is to watch my clients, their eyes just get big, like a little kid, you know, oh, they yeah. can see some of these things. Well, that actually that changes doing. people's lives. It does. Yeah. That's oh. really actually life changing, especially our payroll people. 100%. Especially our, I mean, there is no one I respect more than our payroll people. I was like, how did you get into this? You didn't major in payroll. No. You didn't. No. But they, you know. They and the stress. Do, and the, the stress. stress they, but no group of people will ever do anything more and sacrifice more than our, than our payroll people. 100%. So it's, it's, it's great working with them through my career for sure. That's, how do you, uh, uh, off topic but similar, but how do you um, help your customers consume releases? So... Dayforce, let's say we're going in 24, Dayforce is going to do a release in June. Let's just say, all oh, this is hypothetical. Okay. You know what's coming and you know what your customers already have, what they use and all that other stuff. How do you get them ready for that and, and pick the things that they want to upgrade and all that other stuff? How do you get them to consume it? I, I do that during my RFP process. And, and, you know, again, when, when we end in select, we go to that, you know, I do, I end up at the phase zero stage. Nice. And so. Even during the demos and the, and, the, and the proposals, we are asking, how does that process work for you? So that my company or my client understands that, okay, there's a release twice a year. Here are the things that are going to come out. Here are the checkboxes on if you want it or not. And oh, that's so awesome. we've, we've developed that as part of the evaluation process. So when we even get to that stage, and now we're talking 18 months later after we're live, right. that's already been communicated from day one on the expectations or what's there's no shock there's no uh, and surprises there's, and there's none of that too and so during and, and and part of it too is they need to prepare not only for the project but okay what's it going to take to support you know the ongoing what? support and so okay yeah. so that who's going to own this and who's going to be responsible for you know reviewing and setting up the meetings for, okay you know day force is coming up with this release in three months and here are the things that are coming what do we need are the things that we can pick and choose or you know, and handle it. So we, we need to get, you know, we try to handle that early on. So, but there, so to your point, there are no surprises. I, I love that with, and I'm sure every client's a little bit different, but do they need to build out a team that just kind of manages these things or is it, does, do you see a kind of IT help with some of this or is it? So yeah, it's, it's interesting before cloud, right. it was all, all IT. my customers, they were all CIOs. 100%. I mean, that's who it was right now. It's the opposite. It's all CHROs. Yep. IT is still valuable as we know, 100%. even though these are cloud solutions, I'm dealing with this right now with my, with my current client. Um, but really it becomes more of an ownership of the business owner. So right. the payroll manager, the benefits manager, these are the groups I'm getting in and yeah, we'll have IT just to make sure that, you know, yeah. that the, the, the solution gets updated correctly and, right. the, you know, everything goes well, in right. But and there's things that they care about and security, privacy, you know, all of that yeah. stuff that they have to care. About. Absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah. Big time. Um, but really, I mean, it, it's, it's a beautiful, man, I started in 96, man. It is a great thing to see the systems where they're at today, to see the blue, HR the is, blue in, screens aren't, aren't. HR is in the boardroom. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, at every company, it oh, used yeah. to, okay, there was Jack Welch, sure. And there was others, sure. But now, I mean, it's so important. Employee retention, employee engagement is kind of, it's kind of becoming the lifeline of if a company is successful or not. You can't have turnover. So two questions about RFPs. One is, do you start with a blank RFP? Meaning, do you start, because I could see kind of the pros and cons of both, uh, starting with, hey, you got 25 years of experience. You probably don't have to start at zero or uh, you could probably start with something. I can also see the benefits of just like acting like you don't know anything and then discovering what they really need. So I can see the pros and cons of that. Yeah. And the second part of that question is where do people make mistakes with RFPs? 
So to answer the first one, it's, it's interesting. I used to cast a wide net, right? Right. And these lasted a long time. I mean, reviewing these proposals, getting back, I mean, this was a long, long time. It was just about three or four years ago that a client came to me and said, you're the expert, pick, <laughs> pick for us. And so now I'm really involving into like, technically okay, you are. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, now I, I still, try, I, I still try to keep the demos at three, right. three, three companies, right. no more. Um, so I'll come to them with like six, five or six, and then we'll whittle it down. In some cases, my client out in California this, uh, a year ago, they just said, give us the three, give us the three. Let's go right into demos to speed things up. They're relying on my expertise and what I know. And that, that's what, what they're paying for. Yeah. And not, you know, not every system can do everything for every client. Right. Um, so it is, you know, it is good to you know, kind of be more focused. They run a lot faster, oh, obviously 100%. a lot more cheaper for my client, which is a great thing. Right. Um, but they're still getting the same service and quality, you know, at the end, we're just speeding things up. And they're leveraging your, your experience yeah. and the company's experience. The biggest, the biggest mistake, and this is a big thing for me, the biggest mistake in RFPs is companies don't bring in their size if there is an external partner. Right. Okay. And the reason I know this is because I was involved in, uh, an implementation years ago where the promise of sales was turned out to be an $800,000 additional investment, both in software and development. And when my client realized that that wasn't out of the box, right. And here I am as an SI trying to put this thing in, that was not a good experience to be in. And that was not something that I wanted to do. So I, you know, to, to address that, I bring in the SIs from day one, when the proposal goes out, they're very clear. You can do it yourself. Yep. You know, Dayforce has a very strong uh, professional services organization. But they also have very strong partners and they're going to be part, anytime they're part of RF, RFP, they're bringing those in. So that whoever's putting this thing in is also nodding their head saying, yeah, this is standard and we can do this. That's right. No good surprise. But that's, that's the biggest thing. And that, again, back to our earlier conversation, the failed implementate or the failed products implement, whether it's implementations or, you know, that CHRO say, Hey, I've got this system. It's supposed to be the slickest thing. It's a new yeah. Cadillac and it solves all, all my problems. Yeah. I'm driving it to the store every Sunday and back. That's all I'm getting out of this. That's thing. right. It all goes into the implementation. So 100%. that's, that's the biggest failure I've seen in, in, in you know, the history of doing it. It's, it's, uh, the other side of the coin. I see the, the biggest fail, uh, sometimes being using vendor RFPs. Oh, so absolutely. <laughs> they're column A. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. They're absolutely. So the, I mean, it's the same thing. We're, we're essentially yeah. saying the same thing. It's like, you need to have somebody independent that can actually be independent. 100%. Any, any, you know. Any vendor-led RFP, you know where the direction is going. Yeah, and yeah. Someone's just trying to check a box. That's right. Not that, that it's necessarily going to go bad, but you're certainly keeping that customer from having a real wide open view of, of the options that yeah. are out there. Well, I've told uh, practitioners, they're column A. Everyone else is column B, C, D, E, yeah. and F, whatever. And it's like, it's it's written towards them, which is great for them, but not necessarily, might not be great for you. Yeah, not for the, not for the client, exactly. What did you, uh, what did you want to get out of, uh, insights? Uh, what was like for the, I mean, at the end of the day, when you go home, you, you'll be back here next week for HR tech. Yeah. I'll be back here for HR tech. So no, it's, it's, it's Vegas, man. I come to Vegas whenever I can. I'm in Denver, dude. So it's only an hour fly. Oh, this is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing for you. I mean, but again, and it's, it's exciting. The, the thing I really want to get out of insights is again, to see, you know, their new approach to their, yeah. their partnership with a company like Spencer Thomas, who is now an official partner with them. So I really want to understand how that's working and, you know, the technology, the future roadmaps, a lot of that, 
that safe harbor stuff. That, See, you know, you're, you're such a geek. You're actually going to pay attention to that stuff, which is great because that's what the clients need. They need somebody like you. That's actually paying attention to that. Yeah. And knowing what they're showing in my demos is actually true. hundred percent. It is something 100%. that I've seen before, you know, at, at, a, at a conference like this. It's one of my tricks on uh, demos. When I talk to practitioners, I'm like, listen, take them out of PowerPoint, take them out of a safe environment, take them out of a demo environment, crack open a client and show me live software. I want to see the live software. Yeah. So that gets you out of the, Hey, no, this is happening. It's like, yeah, I don't care about the roadmap as much as yeah. show me live software. Well, tell you another, another thing you asked about, like, you know, some of the failures and demos. I learned this early on when I first started doing this is just letting the vendors control the, control the day. Because you're not going to get a true vision of what's there. Right. So now, I mean, even in the RFPs that I released, oh, I like I've, got, I've got a 30 minute by 45 minute by 15 minute. Here's the start. Here's the end. And this is exactly what you're going to show. Right. And I'm in the back of the room doing, okay, you got two more minutes and then we're on to the next one. So they know that it's going to be. Very I love that. And it helps the client because now they can compare apples to apples. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, man. I've got a good 45 minute section at least, if not an hour, every time. Now is your show. Now, right. okay, you, do now you. Do, do you do your magic. Yeah. And, but we're not going to do that for the whole day. I oh, let, no, I no, let no. first couple and, you know, I'm still friends with the CHRO where, where the first time I did this and she kind of laughs at me, but I, yeah, I just kind of let these guys go. And it was, uh, it was, it was chaos trying to measure it at, at the end. Yeah. yeah because, you know, again, in the software industry, if you can't do a great software and get people excited yeah. after you see a software, you should be fired. Like yeah. if we walk through this expo hall, we were to look at somebody and just go, Hey, do a demo. Let's take a look at it. If I'm not excited and I want to buy that, something's wrong. Yeah. hundred percent. So their, their, their job is to get you excited. Yeah. hundred percent. And listen, the things we ask, even in the RFP, when I have a requirement, I flag, this is going to be part of a demo. Right. So they, Ooh, you know, cool. so, so what I don't allow is that, cause I used to have to manage Jazz and build hands. these things, right? Is you have your demo system and it only works this way. Yeah. No. Right. Now I do tell my client, you're not going to all of a sudden throw things at them to ask them to do. Cause yeah. Cause that's not fair. That's not fair to them. Yeah. But you're going to build these demos and in, in, in the recruiting side and the global oh, that's payroll smart. side so that we can see the processes, the pain points that right. we have. That's why we're here in the first place. You're going to highlight those things. Right. So they have to spend time building that for us. Good. Cause yeah. if they, if they're, if they're not interested in that, they're not in it, they, they, they want a quick, yeah. quick win. Yeah. To your point, that's what gets them excited. Because when they're all of a sudden we'll go through a demo, it's like, okay, you have a real problem you know, reconciling the time to payroll and then, you know, here's how it works and you can show it. Most likely it's something that they've had to develop for the demo or, you know, just maybe enhance a little bit. But 100%. that's when the client, that's when the customers are like, okay, this is, they can see their future. And that's what's, you know, again, that's when I get those big eyes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. I could talk to you all day. I could Always, talk man. to you all day. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, Thank you for coming by. Yeah, thanks for the invite, man. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thanks for everyone listening. Until next time.